Hi everyone, I'm Brian Tarrant from uh, Significance Magazine and I'm here today in Denver, Colorado at JSM 2019 in a role reversal with Stats and Stories host, John Baylor. John, how are you? Oh, I'm just delighted to be here with you. Well, fantastic. Thanks for joining us on your show. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on my show with you. <laughs> so it's been, a, uh, it's been a busy few days here, here in Denver. We, were, we thought we'd have a catch up before I fly out this afternoon back home just to find out you know, what you thought of JSM so far, what your highlights have been. I think it's been a, it's been a great meeting. I mean, it's, when you come to these meetings, you're, you're overwhelmed with all the opportunities, the, all the different sessions that you can go to. Um, I, I find it often maddeningly frustrating to see great talks always scheduled at the same time. <laughs> Inevitably, and I think I spend at least a, a, a whole work day trying to plan out my schedule of what I want to see, <laughs> and I've still not narrowed it down to more than three things in each time slot. It's, it's crazy. Well, that's why random number generation helps. Oh, is that how you do it? No, okay, I should bear that in mind. We're, we're going to... We'll assign you a, a die for the next conference. Good. That'll okay. help with your selection process. That will be that will be useful. It'll certainly save some time. But I've actually I was really um, surprised this year going through the program at how many uh, sessions spoke to me. Who's someone who's not a statistician? It's a journalist. So I'm not looking for technical sessions. I'm looking for things. That are papers and presentations that are about real issues, and there were quite a lot, I thought. Yeah, there, there's often uh, at JSM and probably at, at RSS as well these these ideas of late-breaking sessions. So you'll often have things that tie to particular concerns that are emerging within the community and within society. Uh, the Census 2020 would be an example of, of one for the for the U.S. audience. You know, thinking about questions about the the citizenship question and what's the potential impact. So that's that's one that comes up. I, another thing that's that's changed a lot over time as I've been coming to these meetings are, are the the number of sessions that are are devoted to communicating statistics. It's just really exploded. Well, we've come straight from a session on communicating statistics with uh, uh, there was four great speakers on that, and I think. Maybe let's, let's reflect on that a little bit, things that we learned there. So we, Regina Nuzo was the first presenter yeah. talking about her new role at ASA. Yeah. Uh, sounds very exciting. And she had loads of fantastic ideas for how statisticians can really start flexing their communication muscles. Because I'm, I'm a big believer um, that you know, there's no great secret to good storytelling. Everyone has the ability to tell a story. It's just about practicing it and practicing it and trying new things. And I thought some of her ideas really jumped out as being things that should be tried in the classroom. Oh, I, I, I agree completely. I mean, I think that she had some, some great ideas about how, to, how we would connect, as, how a stat community would connect to questions related to whether you're writing about stat issues or news you can use or you know, making a, a, a creative narrative involving statistics or debunking or criticizing or writing essays about statistics in society. These were all topics that she touched on. And she also talked about different potential outlets for this work, ranging from posts on Quora to uh, being involved in the conversation as another explicit outlet. I, I, I really like some of her, her writing strategies to practice. I mean, some of the, she, she mentioned a series of drills that, that could be done, and I, I was madly taking notes thinking about what I might do in a data practicum class or, or what I might think about myself, ranging from writing up a story or a description in what she called one-beat words or one-syllable words or, or writing with the thing explainer, which I've got to now look up on the web. That's a, and, you know, one of those XKCD resources that are available or the time traveler explainer going back 
you know, to you know, a century past and trying to explain some modern concept. So I, I thought that she did a just a marvelous job, and, I, and I'm really I'm, I'm inspired by by some of the ideas that she had there, and and, and you know, not only inspired but challenged. <laughs> and that's yeah. one of the things that you get is like, oh man, these people are doing such great work. How could I do that in my classes? I thought the the, the, the probably the simplest thing maybe to apply would be the idea she talked about taking a technical summary from a paper and trying to translate that into yes. layman terms. Yeah. Uh, that was something a couple of years ago at JSM. There was uh, Joe uh, Craven McGinty from the Wall Street Journal yes, yes, yes. numbers column talking about how she does that. And I use that example quite a lot if people ask me to talk about the difference between statistical writing and sort of general writing. Um, so that's something that can be practiced quite easily. Uh, the stats on a postcard idea was great <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, write, yeah. write a letter home yeah, to someone yeah. to say you know, what I've seen, what I've enjoyed. Yeah, so um, I was picturing doing statistics, wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fantastic. And I like the uh, free the free writing as well. She talked about that, just taking 10 minutes to sit down and write whatever you want. Do you ever do that? Um, I, I don't know, but that's because I spend most of my day writing. So I don't, <laughs> like it, we call it in the UK a busman's holiday. Yeah, so, yeah. But I thought that was, uh, it was uh, her, her talk was then followed by Jenny Green, who um, does a lot of uh, podcast training with uh, graduates, a lot of uh, storytelling ideas, delivery, improvisation, that sort of thing. And I thought, uh, the uh, some of her messages that really struck home to me uh, about good storytelling, the importance of good storytelling, and uh, how, how it helps us not only to pay attention to, to really understand and connect with the subject matter, which I think is something that is not maybe not necessarily appreciated enough. The importance of making a connection yeah, with your I, audience. I think part of that is just thinking about the the context, like you say, is, is connecting to the audience. I mean, for many of us, our, our our training and our backgrounds are focused on technical communication to a technical audience of technical subjects, and and that's very different than thinking about a translational effort, uh, you know, an, an activity where you're trying to reach a more general audience where you are interpreting and interpreting something technical or something that's impactful for such an audience. I, I, I like some of her comments about the animation, the uh, voice, mm -hmm. you know, how you deliver something, that you need to use inflection, you need to engage. I, you know, I, I started reflecting on all of my time on the podcast and thinking, oh, I, I hope I'm not an epic failure <laughs> in doing this. I, I mean, her, her, she also talked about the idea of the, the using visuals as a crutch as part of presentations, and I, I, I find that to be something I, I kind of reflect on that. I want mm -hmm. to think about my own practice, and, and in fact, how I train my students to, to present. Um, she also talked about improvisation. Did, did you ever do any of that kind of stuff? Absolutely not. I, I detested drama <laughs> at school and would not want to engage in improvisation. Though, having said that, you know, I think it's, um, it's something that uh, we at the RSS, uh, where I'm based, the, we have a, a, a cohort called the Stats Ambassadors, and one, some of yes, the training yeah. they do is around that. They're kind of given two minutes to try and think about how to present a statistical concept in maybe 50 words or 100 words or something like that. So that sort of, those sorts of skills are, uh, or those sorts of exercises, I think can really, I think Regina's term was to bring you out of your groove and make you start thinking differently about communication. I well, think. the, the, the ASA did this a few years ago at the JSM in Chicago, and I, I participated in it. It's, it's an unbelievably awkward feeling. I mean, because <laughs> it, it takes you out of an environment where you're, you have very much control of message control of pacing, control of content, and you're having to react. I mean, you're having to actively listen. I, not unlike this experience right now, Brian, 
you know, yeah, we're sort of, you know, I'm listening to you and trying to attend to, to what you're saying and then reacting to it. And, and I think that's a, that's a very important skill. And, and the idea of nurturing it through improvisation is certainly one mechanism for doing it. But, but I think that the general, that's probably a good skill regardless of what you do and, and, yeah. and what your base is. Well, I think a lot of, uh, if, if, if I bring my journalistic perspective into it, is a lot of mistakes journalists make when they're first starting out is to stick rigidly to a... A, you know, a, a list of questions, oh, yeah. um, and yeah. to then and not actually hear what the person's saying, and not have a conversation, not evolve, not you know, pick up yeah. on an idea and try and develop that a little bit. Well, and you know, it's funny that you. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt. But I, no, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think when we first started stats and stories, we we almost had a, everything overly scripted. Okay, you know, Richard, Richard, now it's your time, turn to ask this question. John, pause for. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and it comes off as very stilted. Uh, and uh, we've we learned quite quickly that a conversation is much better. It's it's more natural. It's more engaging, and it's more likely to have people not just switch channels, you know, or stop playing a podcast. Yeah. Well, hopefully we've still got people listening. So, but let's let's <laughs> let's let's switch it to a, a question that isn't prescriptive, but it's one I have been thinking about for okay. a while. So we were talking about. Um, Communications, people sharing best practice in communications. Are there, are there any standout presentations this year that you've seen that had a really powerful message delivered equally powerfully? Uh, I, I was I was very impressed with that last session we just attended. I mean, I, maybe that's just the that is a, a, a proximity effect. But but I also I enjoyed the the, the Deming Award lecture that uh, Nick Fisher was talking about his experience on things like performance measurement. And how it, he, he told a really nice story of how his initial introduction to ideas of, of quality and in a process or in an industry, how it started with a, a, a Deming exposure and all the many impact, imp, people that impacted his thinking and how that evolved over time. And I thought that was a, there was a, a nice thread of, of how his, his own thinking about a subject evolved and who were the, the con contributors at different points of time to, to help with that evolution. So I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I didn't see the Deming lecture, but I did see the uh, FN David lecture. This was the inaugural oh, lecture. Yes, yes, that, yes. Was, that was a fantastic session. So it started with a bit of background of who FN David was and you know the contributions that she had made and, and why this uh, lecture had uh, you know been named in her honor. And uh, then it was uh, Susan Ellenberg talking yep. about the uh, role uh, that uh, statisticians have played in the development of randomized controlled trials, and that was, it was a whistle-stop tour through the history of uh, randomized controlled trials. But it was, it was fascinating to see just how important statistics has been to the evolution of, you know, what what is one of the, the most important ideas for the advancement of public health, medicine, yes. that sort of area. So it was a fantastic thing to dig into, and I think there's a lot of. She was great, quite great, good at giving lots of references, so people could really go in and dig into detail uh, in the history, if that was, if they so choose. Well, it's, you know, one of the things that's really fun is that she's Susan Ellenberg was also a, she's a stats and stories alum. Uh, okay, I think I, I remember her yeah, session. Was it a few months back? Uh, it was. She talked. She was part of the um, statistics, the International Prize in Statistics Committee, and so she was talking about uh, Sir David Cox's contribution, the proportional hazards model, but also she was talking about trying to do clinical trials in the context of emerging diseases. And so I mean, we, we've had a, she, she does really cool stuff, and I, I, 
I've appreciated that. Oh, she spoke very personally actually about her work with um, AIDS activists yeah. in the development of uh, you know, the search for cures and uh, treatments for uh, for AIDS. And she, you know, it was a very powerful uh, message that she had about how, you know, initially she, there was some sort of hesitance and some nervousness about getting involved because the the, the activists felt quite brash. They, they came across as being quite brash and quite aggressive. But she was she was overwhelmed by the the level of detail and knowledge and understanding they had about how to do proper proper science and proper uh, testing and trials of these uh, treatments and how it was, she, I think she described it as one of her most sort of rewarding professional experiences. So it was, uh, that was a very uh, personal but interesting account of a time in history. Yeah, that's sort of, I mean, I think that being, being able to, to partner with, with important problems to, to with colleagues that are working or, or advocacy groups or others that are, are really engaged by things that are, are pushing them and, and, and helping. That's one of the blessings of statistics is to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would put a, a shout out to the Florence Nightingale Museum in London, which was a lot of fun to visit. Oh, I've never been. You've never been? It's on my, probably on my doorstep. Yeah, you got yeah. to put that there, south of the river. So we, uh, yeah. so London I mean, is my wife who's a nurse that we, we did that. Ah, I said, okay. oh, she was a member of the, you know, has a great stat impact too. Well, next year is the uh, bicentenary of her birth, so maybe that's a good is excuse really? to visit. And oh, well, there's you know there's lots being discussed and thought about and planned uh, to celebrate at this important occasion. So oh, awesome. And maybe and maybe an event at uh, the Florence Nightingale Museum is is called for. So, was there anything else that jumped out of you from the uh, the, the line up the schedule this year that you want to discuss with the listeners? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know that I, I'm, I'm still processing. I mean, you're, you're really uh, you're, you're catching me midst conference, and I, I often find, and perhaps this is other people's experience, that it takes you a while to, mm -hmm. to go through your notes and thinking about it. I, I, I guess I've, I'm really taking away some, some ideas about what I might do in my classes. I, I will tell you from a, a stats and stories perspective, I'm, I'm really, I, I've been excited about some new new clients, some, <laughs> some new guests that we're going to be able to bring on. I think there are people that are doing amazing work. There's a, this, the new ASA series that, that relates to kind of just science and society. Um, there's, a, there's a new book new book in that series that's coming out, Measuring Society, that we hope to, to perhaps get as a guest, uh, for that person as a guest on, uh, on an upcoming episode. So I'm, I'm very intrigued at, at these efforts and, and these initiatives to try to reach out and connect. Well, the, the, the question of measuring society actually is a very timely one because the uh, president's invited address this year was from Teresa Sullivan, uh, University of Virginia, yes, formerly, yes. and she was talking about the, the foundational importance of the census to uh, the U.S.'s social, uh, social science infrastructure, social statistics infrastructure, and, uh, and the, I guess the threats that it faced, not only from the attempt to include a citizenship question, which might have led to uh, response rates falling for certain categories, for certain groups, but also the, I guess, the wider pressure that there is on social surveys to sort of reduce costs because they're very expensive things, right? They don't, they're not done cheaply because they, they need to be no, robust. No. Um, and that, I thought that was a really fascinating session from a, you know, from a demographer rather than a statistician, but arguing for statisticians to be much more vocal in defending the importance of the census and the importance of this social stats infrastructure. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was a very good talk as well, and I, I think that that idea of, of statisticians kind of looking up and then looking out to, to try to think about how do we connect and how do we we impact these important questions. I I, I wonder if official statistics doesn't get the kind of attention that really it, it deserves. 
I mean, I, I don't know that people really appreciate the role that, that these official statistics, whether it's the, the population counts and the allocation of representation or the allocation of, of block grants and funding, or if it's things like unemployment rates. I, I mean, how these are all very important to, to thinking about the operation in, in, in a country. I mean, not just the US, but for any country around the world to, to consider this type of information for, for good decision making. And, and you know the fact that when, when these types of efforts are put at, at risk, that there's a, there's a potential impact that, that the society and that the government of that society is going to be making decisions based on, on unsound or unreliable information, that's a nightmare. Yeah, and if anyone wants a primer in that, I think that I could recommend for your summer reading list uh, Michael Lewis's book, The Fifth Risk, which oh. talks exactly, it specifically addresses that topic. So I think it looks at things like weather data, uh, safety data, uh, and uh, social data as well, and how you know a lack of attention to these projects and a lack of investment and a lack of expertise overseeing them can you know can cause long-term damage not only to democratic systems but to social systems, things that people rely on. So that's one to add to the, oh, okay. to the book list. Maybe we get him as a guest on stats and stories. Ooh, Ooh. might be able to. That would be Ooh, a good one. That would be a good one. Indeed, would be a good one. So I have a question for you. Okay. What, how, you know, as a, what how's this, does the JSM compare to an RSS? So it's a lot bigger, about 10 times as big. Is it? Okay. So yeah, so we have about 600 people that come along to the RSS conference, uh, and there's less overlap, obviously, in sessions, so you get to uh, see, I guess, <laughs> see more of what you want to see rather than having to sacrifice some yeah. good papers in favor of some other good papers. But it's, um, it's they are largely the same. I mean, the, the, the social aspects of both conferences are equally as important. Uh, it's the opportunity not only to hear great talks, but then to, to meet up with people that you yeah. won't normally get to see face to face. Cramming, whether it be 600 or 6,000 people into one yeah. space together is a real uh, nice opportunity to sit down and have informal conversations, talk about ideas for upcoming articles, uh, or in your case, upcoming podcasts maybe. Uh, and, and it had always surprised me actually coming to JSM, um, less so maybe RSS. Uh, how people based in the UK, maybe you know, 20 miles down the road from me, I, I, only, I really only see them when we're <laughs> here rather than back in the UK. So it's uh, yes, it's much bigger, um, but probably equally as uh, tiring and overwhelming in terms of the amount of good ideas um, and fun things to keep you occupied. Yeah, and I think that the you know, the networking part of it is is so critical. I mean, when you when you were asking about the sessions, I mean, the sessions are good, but in some ways the conversation and the reconnecting with colleagues and also finding out about what what's going on in different different sectors is really a, a major part of the experience for me when I come to these meetings. Yeah, if, I think I, for, for me as a as an editor of a magazine, I kind of use it as a very um, Sort of quick, quick and easy way to get an overview of you know what yeah, the, yeah. what's what's important to the discipline. What what are, what are statisticians talking about? What's their focus? What's their uh, interest? And I think that then whether it's we you know we might approach somebody who's presented to maybe develop their paper into a, an article uh, or or not. Maybe it's just that we it's it's an idea that bubbles away and we think about something further down the line. Sometimes it works the other way. It was really great to see so much focus on uh, forensic statistics mm. uh, at, um, sorry, forensic science statistics at JSN this year. We did a special issue in April yeah. um, with, uh, in partnership with CSAFE and the Innocence Project. And yes, yes. so it was great to see a lot of what was in the magazine being presented to a new audience in a different way and sort of maybe building on what was, uh, what was in the magazine. So that was really uh, good for me. That's, uh, that's really cool. And, uh, and we, you know, Alicia Kirikiri was one of the, 
the CSAFE people that you've had, and was also a guest on our on the podcast. And I mean, I think the the partnership with Significance has just been delightful. And I want to thank, you know, both you and the the RSS, along with the partnership with the ASA, for for helping make this a success. Oh yeah, well, it's uh, you know, we 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 like stats and stories. Obviously, it's great to to have a. a, a a podcast colleague that we can work with, uh, tap into, and hopefully do more together. So this is a kind of me coming out to JSM and serving as your roving reporter <laughs> as a kind of trial run. I think this is great. Well, this yeah, awesome. I've, I've enjoyed doing yeah. it. Um, and we've got the RSS conference coming up yeah. in a few weeks, so I'm going to be in Belfast for that, and I plan to do the same. And so awesome. hopefully you've got some, you'll have some content coming uh, your way from from Belfast, uh, perhaps. I'll be less jet lagged in Belfast than I am in Denver. <laughs> you, you put up a, a great front. I would I would never have guessed. I'm looking forward to my own bed. I have to say, John. Yeah, indeed. Later, a few hours now. But yeah, no, it's been it's been uh, great. Well, thank you for the conversation. Now, oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. No worries, and uh, and we'll we'll speak soon. All right, look forward to it. My name is Brian Tarrant, and I'm the editor of Significance Magazine. Find us online at significancemagazine.com. For this special JSM series of podcasts, we're collaborating with Stats and Stories. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. Follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.